Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully the thing is actually working perfectly fine. I hope it is because if it is, then that means everything should be running smoothly. And then, of course, we can begin, ladies and gentlemen, our other weekly podcast session, I guess, for the week. If that really is how it is. Yeah, because this is the anime edition, so of course it's going to be that way. Hey, everybody. How are you all doing tonight? My name is KJ Prestige. I'm going to be joined by my good buddy Alpha EV soon enough. And uh, welcome everyone back to another exciting edition of the PokePod R. But this time, of course, we're focusing on things that don't necessarily fit in an actual PokePod session. And that is because this is all about, you guessed it, anime. We're back again to go and discuss about a lot of the things that's been going on within the anime world throughout various, various shows. Kanata no Astra, Fire Force... Anything else we can squeeze in, hopefully we'll have more than enough time to talk about as much as we can. I think we're all good. Um, you know, these past couple of weeks, it's been very, very busy for all of us. You know, obviously from events to travelings to all that, a lot of anime have just been piling up. And I know a lot of us want to go and hear our thoughts about the whole Ash thing. Well, we're going to save more on that for Monday's session. Uh, we might talk a little bit about it here at the very end if we have enough time, because I also want to hear Evie's perspective on this as well, given all the new information we got now. Um, so we're going to do the most that we can for being on the Pokepod in itself. Uh, but yeah, I'll be joining Evie really soon. Hopefully he'll join this uh, call, and then I'll be able to join him soon after. So let me just hop right into this thing and uh, see how's everything's running smooth. Uh, so how's everybody doing tonight, or today in the afternoon? I don't know how it is for you guys, but hopefully everybody's doing fantastic. Oh, there you are, Evie. <laughs> oh, God, that was too loud. <laughs> oh, wait, was I too Jesus. loud? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it was probably my volume, but uh, I'll just lower it. But you know, I, I think I, you're fine. I, I don't understand. My gain is, like, at the absolute lowest, yet for some reason my volume is, like, peaking at an absolute high. And I don't understand why it's doing that. I've been trying my best to fix around that sort of issue. Nobody in the actual, uh, like, viewers will see it because I can tweak the audio on OBS. But, I mean, for the microphone itself, it's just been going absolutely ridiculous lately, man. It's just it's an issue that's been happening, really, um, that's been happening recently, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think it's about time I'm going to have to let go of this mic, buddy. It's what I'm Oof. feeling anyway, because I've had this mic since X and Y days, man. I think it was like the first year of X and Y I bought this microphone. So roughly really? five years, man. Five years with this thing. You know, I've done my best to take care of it, but I think now I might need to uh, either buy a new microphone or just get another duplicate of the microphone that I already have on me right now. Honestly, whichever works, really. We'll see what happens right. later. But, you know, uh, that, that that's for far into the distant future. How are you doing, though, Evie? Are you all good? I'm doing pretty good, yeah. Um, actually, coming into this podcast, I just realized right now that um, I caught up with all the anime except for uh, for the recent episode of How Heavy Are the Dumbest You Left. Oh, my God. I got so but, scared that you were going to say Kanata no Astra. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have smacked you for that one, man. Okay, look. Look, the instant you sent me that tweet. I was in college, right? Right? When you, mm -hmm. when you sent me that. Like it, it was, it was around like, like around lunch hour, and then you sent me that tweet like, "Holy shit, Evie! This recent episode, can I know Astro was fucking insane." And basically, basically, I I just uh, stared up at, at the sky and thought to myself, "What is this world coming to?" 
<laughs> Dude, man, that episode. Okay, we're obviously going to tackle more about that soon enough. Uh, but I'm just making sure if everything is all okay. How's everybody in the chat doing tonight? Hopefully my audio sounds okay and on par with Evie's. If everything sounds perfectly fine, please let me know. Makes things much easier for all of us to move forward into our uh, discussions. Uh, but mm -hmm. aside from that, though, as we begin our actual discussion, as usual, whenever we tend to start our sessions, we tend to do a little bit of an introduction in towards manga or shows or stuff that I've been really watching that I think are so random that wouldn't necessarily fit for a full-on discussion overall. Uh, because as you guys know, it's already called KG's Really Random Recommendations. Uh, and, and here's my here's my random recommendation actually. Oh, if you go on Twitter, if you go on Twitter, you actually see that some uh, someone made um someone actually took the time to make Fire Emblem Three Houses on an anime, which they actually replicated on um on um what do you, what do you call it on um, the Black one of the openings for yeah one of the openings for Black Clover, and man, I, I want I want an anime already. <laughs> I want to know if you are fans of like the blue lines. If you ever went on the blue lines route, that opening's gonna be for you because that's basically blue lines route. If you think about it, because it had just a majority of the cast of the blue lines in that opening. Everybody else was just neglected to the side, you know. But then that, like, first of all, massive praise to the person who actually went oh, out yeah. of their way to uh, to do that to to somehow replicate the original opening of Black Clover. Which I believe was called Black Rover, and in Black Rover, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and insert the Fire Emblem Three Houses cast from the Blue Line side. Holy damn, that shit looked clean as hell. Uh, uh, so the creativity people have is insane, you know. Right, and you know what? Let me actually find a link to that um, and share it with you guys. So for those of you who want to check it out, nice. Uh, so while we uh, while we're waiting for that, I also want to shout out my random recommendation for the week, ladies and gentlemen. So my random recommendation for the week is a very interesting title uh, because <laughs> I, I I don't know how it's the how to actually uh, word it because it's a really long ass one. Uh, but according to what I'm reading here on this site, it's called "Chilling Different World Life of the Ex Brave Candidate Was Cheat from Level Two." Uh, to, let's see, let me see uh, what else I could say right here. Uh, a laid back life in another world, a candidate was a chief from level two. Like, it's a, it's a really long, long ass title, but the title of these series don't necessarily matter. It's more of the actual, uh, no. manga itself that you might be interested in just hearing about. Uh, so let me just go and quickly recap exactly what's going on in regards to this particular series. So, all right. Uh, there's this main character. His name is Bonanza. Bonanza? I, I don't know how you pronounce the person's name, but it, it's something like that. Um, he is one of those kind of heroes who, you know, as you already can tell from a bunch of isekai shows out there, uh, he is one of those characters that gets brought from another world into this fantasy world. However, one of the smallest little tweaks that was actually going around with that whole summoning was that he's actually from another fantasy world. So instead of another, instead of from like another typical real world into isekai world, it's more of like another fantasy world to another fantasy world. And so he already so, has the mentality of like o orcs and, you know, ogres, you know, all these kind mm -hmm. of fa fantasy beasts, you know, he already has that knowledge in mind. He's just simply stuck in a different dimension. 
So it's from it's going from one isekai to another isekai. Pretty much. And uh, the biggest right. twist about it all is that he gets summoned to this world because he is considered a hero candidate. Basically meaning he has the abilities of cheat-like powers. You know, similar to another isekai that's out there right now. <laughs> Trash one in particular. <laughs> uh, but the point of the matter is... He ends up getting himself scanned to see how his power levels truly is in this new world. Well, mm-hmm. it turns out when he comes into this world, he's supposed to have like 999 power, attack, all that kind of jazz in his stats. However, when he scanned, he only had 6, 7, 12, 11, 7 speed, all that kind of stuff. And when the entire kingdom and citizens viewed that, uh, that, that stat you know stuff they're like okay mm-hmm. we, he he can't be actually a hero we, we have to disqualify him we're gonna get another hero instead and make him the real hero and as for the fake one that we just disqualified we're gonna send him back to where he was uh problem is they forgot about the man and he got stuck back in this world so he can no longer actually go back to his home world uh so the king has no choice but as an apology to sort of kick the guy out from the kingdom and put him somewhere in a forest and now he has Oof. to live his life in the forest by himself. But then the big twist comes into it where the moment that he fights an enemy and levels up to level two, that's when his abilities kick in. He gets all the skills, all the magical abilities. He is basically, in his stats, it's legitimately infinite. Like, it's the infinite logo on every single one of his stats. He basically transcended Super Cheat at this point. He is limitless at this moment right now. Uh, But the Mm -hmm. thing is, the kingdom does not know that. Only he does. And given how they treated him with kicking him out like that and leaving him in the middle of a forest, which, by the way, is filled with demons and monsters, uh, he, now with this infinite power, is going to try to find himself, you know, the best way that he can do to take things at his own pace with an easygoing lifestyle like just live Mm. casual live freely live all that stuff without having to think about all the chaos uh but this honestly honestly sounds a lot like shield hero it it genuinely does it it, like when i've been reading it it genuinely sounded like shield hero but you know what the funny twist about this whole situation is remember how i told you that there was a second hero that came that actually had 999 attack and all that Mm -hmm. uh when he levels up his attacks and every single stats that is out there do not level up as well. So he could be at like level really? 1, mm-hmm. he's at 999, 999, 999. He can be level 57, he's still stuck at 999. He can't go higher or he can't go lower. He is stuck in that particular number. And the thing is, there are monsters in this world whose levels are higher above not the 999 stat. So Ooh, okay. So now you have this fake hero, technically, who can do a lot of damage, but is not able to hold on its own to the demon, you know, world and whatnot, because mm-hmm. he can't level up. He's stuck in that said number. Whereas the real hero, who's not, who's no longer wanting to tie in with the main kingdom, is at infinite numbers. So now you get into this f- silly situation of like, well, shit, we actually disposed of the wrong hero. And now he's out there, and they assume he's dead, you know, because they threw him out of the forest. They assumed he would die there. 
Uh, and now mm-hmm. they're stuck with this hero who's stuck at 999. And now they have to figure out what they can do with this hero that cannot level up whatsoever. So it's a very yeah. interesting, like, concept that I've never really seen from a lot of other shows or mangas out there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, we dispose this hero. These other heroes are supposedly the infinite levels and whatnot. But for some reason, they, they just can't get any higher. And they're supposed to. And now the kingdom is stuck with this hero who can't do shit. In fact, the hero is a jerk at one point where he's like, listen, I did the best I can with my 99.99 stats. Now it's your turn. You do shit. Try to catch up to me. And then if you catch up to me, we can work together moving forward. Until then, I'm going to just stay inside my bed. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so it, it, it's such a very interesting concept so far. And I think this is the only part that really hurts me, honestly. And for some reason, I always seem to have a curse with this as well. Only seven chapters are out right now. But they are really? like le- like lengthy level of chapters. Like I believe it's like oh okay. It, it's not like a you know like sixteen or seventeen page. I believe the thing about this is that it like releases monthly, from what I'm being told. Uh, so the point is, you know, th- this is going to be a monthly series. But so far, I've been really enjoying everything that they've done in these seven chapters. The the worlds, the characters, uh, the 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 uh, the main character himself as well. You know, he he is he isn't like one of those idiot kind of characters who knows he has infinite powers and doesn't do anything with it. You know, mm-hmm. he actually understands the situation he is in and even at points have to make decisions that he's not proud of, but he knows he needs to do them to move forward. You know, like he does that sort of stuff in this uh in this manga series. So the main character, Bonanza, he's actually really cool. So I, I'm I'm loving his character. And the fact that you know, given that most shows would be like, oh, the kingdom wants you back. Can you come join us or something? He would be like, nah, I have nothing to do with this kingdom. You get away from me, basically. So now, oh, okay. So it's just that kind of show and whatnot. I, I really love the concept and I hope it actually continues to do well. I believe the light novel is where the manga is getting its uh, material from. So there mm-hmm. is a light novel out there if anybody wants to read that, if it's even translated to begin with. I don't know. I've just been reading the manga, uh, and oh, I've just okay. been enjoying and, it. Yeah, so. And uh, what's, what's, the name, what's the name of this again? Uh, let me actually go find it because it's a really stupid-as-hell-long title that I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, here it is. It's called uh, Chilling, Chilling Different World Life of the Ex-Brave Candidate Was Cheat from Level 2. It's, okay, it's, I, it's like broken English for this one for some reason. Yeah, I got it here. All right, sweet. So yeah, only seven okay. chapters out right now. I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the cover for this already, and I can already understand why you would be interested in this in this manga. There's a Neko girl in there. Oh, oh my God! Her <laughs> character. I I kid you not. She is a pure waifu from beginning to end. When you see her character development. Whew. She she legitimately does things that would really make her top candidate waifu of of this of the mangas that I've read right now. If you if you see her whole like origin, how she gets herself introduced into the into the manga, and how she you know befriends uh, uh, Bonanza, you will like really enjoy her character. Like she is loyal waifu. Like it, she knows she knows him. 
and all that stuff. Like, I, I, I don't want to spoil anything. Just, just, just give it a read. You will absolutely love it, I think. There's only seven chapters anyway, so you guys can decide for yourself if it is something that you would consider worthy to read and worthy to watch, you know. So, uh, give it a right. shot, ladies and gentlemen, if you can. And then from there, you know, within those seven chapters, let that be the thing to tell you whether you should continue uh, moving forward with it and actually, you know, keep up to date with the series or just go and find another new thing. But... As usual, this is just a, a really random recommendation on my part. So I hope you guys uh, look forward to giving it a shot and hearing back from you guys, whether it be on Twitter, here on Twitch, or anything else. So I guess with that being said, though, um, shall we go and actually move on into the real meat of our discussion for the week? Because there's yeah, a lot look, to cover. Oh, oh, yeah, especially some that we haven't covered in weeks. So let, let's, let's go ahead and get into that. Okay, but actually, before we actually get to those weeks, we, we have to talk about that one episode, man. We we have oh, to. of course. We have to. It, it only makes sense. This this show has been my absolute favorite show of this season. And it makes me so oh. mad most people still don't know about this show. Kanata no Astra or Astra Lost in Space. This week's episode... Holy damn is the best way I could say for this episode. You thought last week's episode was revelation left and right. This week's episode took that in spades. Like, holy shit. It tied all these loose ends that you've had since the very first goddamn episode of this show. Which, by the way, the first episode, you have to remember, was like 42 minutes long. So imagine how much shit they had in that first episode that got answered in this week's episode. There's just so much to go and discuss, man. And I I, I don't know what you think of it overall, Evie. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. What, what do you think of it? Yeah, like you said, um, just when you thought, um, you know, last week's episode and, and the episodes that that um that came bef- before um th- this episode was crazy. Um, this episode actually went literally um light years. <laughs> We're going with the concept of this anime, light years <laughs> with um with this whole whole um you know our revelations because now the the. The difference now with these, uh, with, the difference is that with these past revelations that's been going on, they're new, right? They just like, you know, they they bring up new questions, they bring up new, um, uh, well, you know, they they bring they bring uh, they bring up a, a lot of questions that a lot of that, um fans are wondering. But this, re- re- uh, but with the recent episode, now we have questions that we finally got answers to since the beginning of this series. Yeah. So I I just thought it was uh I just thought it was a really good episode and you know what um was it is this um episode 10 that we're on right now? I believe it's episode 10. Okay. Yeah, because we have two uh, episodes left right now if I recall correctly. Okay. And you know what um that's not that's not that bad of a uh, I think it, I think the pacing when it comes to um you know um, the the answers to some of these revelations, the answers to some of the questions that a lot of the viewers have since the beginning of this series, I I think uh, I think the, the writing has been done really well leading up to this moment. I, I thought it was I thought the pacing was pretty good. Oh man, the pacing in this series has been phenomenal. I I heard there was like some small moments that was like cut off here and there, but nothing that necessarily affects the entirety of like the 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 show itself you know it's like minor moments that could be just removed for the sake of removing and whatnot you know so 
Uh, for this one though, I'm like, holy damn, man! It's 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 crazy what they did here. And I guess right. we should start breaking it down then, shall we? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right then. So let's go and uh, let's go and talk a little bit about this. Uh, starting with the fact of the planet that they actually been at. Um, Where we left off in the recent episode. Yeah. Yes. So. We discuss actually no actually before we get to that let's go and talk about another planet if that's perfectly fine with you. Go um, ahead. Let's talk about Earth because Earth in this show that blew me away last week when you found out that that Earth that you were thinking of is not the same Earth that you might have been familiar with because it's actually in reality known as. Astra, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly, the name of the planet that these folks reside in is known as Astra. So, why exactly are these humans in another planet? Because you see from the main uh, female, I forgot her name already. I wish I had the list on me. Uh, the I, have the, oh, yeah? I have the list here. Uh, um, the blonde areas? girl. The oh, blonde. the blonde girl. Um, um. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I had the goddamn character selection on me, but I completely just X'd it out right now. And I'm like, shit, what the hell? Well, see, I, I, I'm looking at the character list right now. Um, I don't think the website up, updated the... Um, the character uh, up, list, updated, right? Yeah, I, so... Give me uh, just one second. I'll go I'll look for it, but... All right. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, shit. What was her name again? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Oh, Paulina, was it? Paulina. I believe her Paulina, name was yeah. Paulina. Okay, Paulina in this episode, uh, from various episodes ago, you discovered that uh, she was uh, frozen solid. She was con- she was uh, encapsulated inside one of these things to keep her body frozen so that way in case if somebody does actually find her in the distant future – uh, you know, they'll be able to rescue her and she'll be able to go back home to her planet. And that was the big thing that was going on within that moment. The mystery behind it all, because you literally had no idea what was going on throughout her head. So when you get into last week's episode and you start hearing these characters talk with one another, having a good time, and then they just start discussing about how uh, they're ready to go back home to their planet and everybody's so happy about it. Uh, Paulina she notices something a little odd about the planet, and that is the fact that that planet is not actually Earth. Because the way it's structured, the the, the actual... The, like, the, the geography, board. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the geography of the world, the planet itself, is completely different from what Earth is. And she's so blown away by this because she's like, wait a minute, this is not Earth. Where the, who the hell are you guys and where the hell are we going? And Kanatra was like, oh, that... That's Astra. That that's our planet. Our home that's planet. Our, yeah, yeah, that's our home planet. So everybody starts talking with each other about what's going on, and then this is where things start get begin to get a little bit more interesting because everybody seems to know a little bit about the past, as in and nobody except one character really. Go yeah, I, I, except for pa- Paulina. Paulina and Arius. Arius knows a little bit yeah. of the past because she does read a little bit of the books, you know. So that's what she said. She, she she reads a bunch of stuff from the past, but apparently there's not really a lot of information from the past itself. So now these characters are like, wait, you know, there, there's this whole World War Three incident. And then that's when Paulina freaked out. Cause she's yeah, like, I, 
there's two com- there's two complete there's two alternative um events from what they could recall. Paulina has uh, of course um the history that we that we know in real life and in the anime, um uh Kanata no Astra and the rest of the gang has a different perception of their own history and what happened with um with Earth. Yeah, and this is where so, things start getting a lot more interesting when uh when everybody seems to know the geography, or at least like the countries itself, like it, it might be like disorganized, but they still exist in that planet. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "This can't be real! Like, what, what's going on?" And that's when she decides to put the pieces together alongside with the other cast, and they're like, "Okay, I see the main issue this time around. The planet that you're in, Astra, is not Earth." It is a completely different planet altogether. So that begged the question, what happened to Earth? You know, so if, if this is not Earth, yeah. where is it? Yeah, because I initially thought that Astra was Earth at some point. Yeah, but... they probably like named it something else, you know, for maybe like a certain event or something to, to tweak up the name of the planet itself for some reason because... With all the signs and whatnot, they might have made it a little easier for themselves to call it just Astra, I guess. Mm-hmm. But no, the, it wasn't the case. It's something completely different. Do you want to take this one, Evie? Okay, so, uh, of course, from uh, from Paulina's perse- perspective, uh, when she was going over the history with the others, of course, they went over, um, you know, the major world events like World War One, World, uh, World War Two. And she also brought up how now this is what uh, now this, this is one this um, um this is one event in which uh, both these groups have dif- different um um are distinguished differently. So on the Cold War, so uh, from Paulina's um uh, from from what Paulina learned, uh, the Cold War, you know, as we know in real life, it was it, like there was a war, but it, it wasn't like a global issue. You know, it was just um, it was just something that was going on between the United States and Russia, right? Yes. And you know, basically, you know, there was a war, but you know, um, you know, nothing happened. Nothing major really happened. And I think that by um by the year two thousand forty nine or something like that, there was an asteroid that was actually pretty close to um obliterate obliterating the entire world population of Earth. Yeah, which um, thankfully didn't, uh, which uh, thankfully to her didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Now going into um, now going with uh, what the gang has to say about their own history, um, the Cold War, um, so the Cold War as they knew it actually turned out to be to them World War Three, which turned out to and basically what happened in World War Three is that it um. It was basically a war which involved a lot of um, um, a lot of nuclear attacks using nuclear missiles. So what ended up happening was that um, half half of the global population was wiped out as a result. So, you know, in the aftermath of this war, uh, um, um, a peace a peace committee or a peace um, organization came together and decided to you know to abandon all weapons to abandon all uh, nuclear weapons. Uh, we're all gonna come together as a world and uh, rebuild this world. Hence, um, you know, they they uh, built all this new civilization that they knew from their own history. And by the year two thousand and forty nine, an asteroid was um, an asteroid was supposed to be hitting their home planet, but um, you know, heading up to 
Yeah, in, in, yeah, it never. Or actually, no. Um, so you know, with this asteroid coming in, um, you know, people, um, there were people that were, um, you know, they were get, get they were preparing themselves for that meteor to strike their home planet, right? So they were coming up with a lot of these new technology. Um, oh, we need to we need to look in we need to look out in space. We need to look for a new planet in which we can um, emigrate to. Yes. Because yeah, be, yeah, because you know that asteroid is going to be uh, coming for us soon. So we need to move out of this place because you know once that asteroid hits, you know the global population will be wiped out. And even for those who that even those that survived the impact of the of the asteroid. You know, there there goes the after effects where you know there's going to be a lot of um, you know, a lot of a smoke coverage, which which will prevent the sun from, you know, from warming up the planets, which which will also cause additional death. Mm-hmm. So here's the so here's the now here's another revelation that came that um that we've eventually um got some answers to. So they decided that the, that the solution to uh, to emigrate from from planet Earth to this new planet that they found, which is today known as Astra, was they decided to use that um, that white uh, black hole or this um, uh, the white uh, the white um orb, what we call it the the portal yeah the white the portal yeah the white portal so they use so they use that um, that technology to warp from Earth to this new planet that they found mm-hmm. and you know. Um, so people were eventually were able to move into this new planet before the asteroid was able to strike. Yes. And what ended up happening was that um, the asteroid did end up hitting Earth. Uh, I believe everyone did made it out alive. They were able to make it out of um, Earth uh, yeah, safe. Yeah, everybody got out safely. Yeah. So, you know, to Paulina, she she has no idea what um you know what happened to Earth at that point, but Kanata was um was. But Kanata later realized that Earth uh, was actually the the first planet that they encountered after the first encounter with the the, the white orb. Yeah, when they got and, themselves and you, sucked in, yeah. Yeah, so you and you can see you can see with this planet that it's all covered in ice because of the effects of the uh because of the effects of the asteroid. Yes. But it also answers another question that we've had in our heads since the very beginning of that show. Where the hell did that ship come from? Because that ship was so random in that first episode that it just suddenly appeared there running perfectly fine. And you find out that that was one of the old ships from long ago because it was still part of that planet that somehow managed to orbit its way back to where Earth was. And the kids were lucky enough to even spawn right next to it to get themselves into the ship to, you know travel back to Astra so you got answers to that it's so crazy how they tied all these loose ends that you felt was going to be something that they would never decide to you know piece together but in this episode they do that and then it goes even further because you start realizing wait a minute now that you brought this up Evie um technically these characters they are traveling from one earth to another earth the original Earth to the technically cloned Earth, if you think about it, you know? Yeah. So it's it's absolutely mind-boggling that they were able to successfully manage to t- to tie all those loose ends in the first 
episode because it's like now you know it's like okay now we know what that planet was because for the longest time nobody really decided to talk about it or why nobody was talking about how there was a ship that just so happened to be right next to that planet you know Mm -hmm. but this episode solidified all that and it did such a well job with it you know and I, i couldn't be happier with that man uh but then of course the second half of this episode because that that was all just yep. the first half. That that was just the first half of this twenty minute episode. You would think that that in itself yeah. would take up the entire episode, but no. Yeah, just just when you thought that's basically the size of revelations in this episode, <laughs> then comes the rest of the fifteen minutes of this episode. Yes. So one of the biggest questions that was remaining with the cast since the very beginning of the series was them trying to figure out who amongst the cast was the culprit responsible for getting these characters sucked away 5,000 light years from their planet. And here I thought that they actually left all that behind. That You know, at first you thought it was Olger, but then, you know, you can understand his motives, why he wanted to end up killing, um, um, what's Everybody? his name? Everybody? Uh, Charles, was it? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, he eventually he wanted to first kill Luca. Oh, and, you're course, right, Olger. Olger, yeah, Olger, yeah. And then of course he eventually wanted to kill everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But it, and but you know, I thought from there because they understood his motives, they thought that oh well, maybe there wasn't a, a murderer amongst us this whole time. But you know, I, I'm actually surprised that they actually brought that back up because it actually turns out later on that yeah, there there is th- there is still someone walking amongst us that still has all that in mind. Yeah, because throughout a majority of the series, it only appeared like maybe twice until this episode when it suddenly appeared again out of nowhere. And it just so happened that this thing appeared relatively, you know, close to their home planet. So it was like, what? why did this thing randomly appear again? And that's when they brought up the subject of there is still an enemy within this cast. And Kanata was somehow able to put all the pieces together to make all of that work. And I think my favorite part about all that was how they tricked me. Oh, yeah. I, okay, they tricked me twice in this episode. The first part, I legitimately thought. I legitimately thought when Kanata was like, Okay, I found the culprit. And you see the first person that he goes to. Adius. I thought she was the culprit, man. I I, I, you, uh, I, I was like, holy shit. Was she responsible for all of this? Because... You're, you, ta- you, you're talking about Arius, right? Yeah, Arius. Because she's because uh, when Kanata goes sees Arius, he's like, hey, I want to speak with you. Seriously, I, I need to speak with you. And this was like moments after he had said, okay... I finally figured out who the culprit was. So I was thinking that Kanatra went to go see Arius to finalize that answer and actually reveal who the true culprit was. And, and I thought to myself, damn, and you thought to yourself, no, not my baby girl. Not my Dude, I, I was rooting for her because I was so happy about her character and everything about her. And then when that moment arrived, it just sank in my heart. I'm like, no, not her. Anybody but her. I'm not gonna lie. If it was, if it was actually her, spoiler, which uh, it's not her, um, I would have actually flipped balls. 
Oh really? man, like that that shit would have threw me off for sure, but I'm so glad they really didn't go with her yet. We don't know. The shit could still happen in two episodes, man. For all we know, she could also be a part of it as well. So there's still a lot of mystery left to go on within two episodes, but for now, somebody was caught. We'll get more into that soon enough. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, Kanata go sees Arius in her dorm. He asks to go inside. And when that moment happens, uh, they just cut off. And then they move on into the next thing. You don't hear any follow-up on that whatsoever until later in the episode. You know, so you then finally see these characters. They make it to the final planet that they're supposed to land on before they get back to Astra, their Earth. You know, and what goes on is this typical things that you would expect normally being of them collecting resources that they could use to bring themselves back to the you know to uh their planet food water supplies all that kind of stuff you can think of that's their main objective throughout every single planet so Mm -hmm. here we are in this planet they're doing the exact same thing however as mentioned before the big twist comes in when you suddenly see the white orb randomly appear again in this planet and that orb has disappeared for many many episodes since maybe the second episode it never showed back up once again that thing just disappeared randomly so here you are in this episode you're like wait a minute why did that orb randomly appear with these characters now at this time and this also tied in with what um Paulina was saying because Paulina was the one that brought up of the concept of this uh, orb where she's like, listen, humans created this orb that's going to be used to light travel from one place to another. And Mm -hmm. that was what Kanata needed to finally put all the pieces together. And what happens is that the following night after collecting everything, he specifically talks to two people in the entire cast. He talks to Zach and he talks to Chars and they're like listen I think I might have figured out who the culprit was and he points at Olga and... if I'm correct wasn't it I believe it was Olga yeah it was yeah they, they, yeah so they they brought Olga as the culprit once again which you know I thought to me that I, I that was something that was already established like oh well Olga I mean yeah he was he was previously suspected was he not so yeah, you know, I was again? I, yeah, but de- thank God that um, I'm actually pretty happy that they've uh, they turned it, that they decided to make a different direction with this. Oh yeah, because you, first of all, as you mentioned, I was really rooting for Olger after the whole Luca situation. I was really rooting for uh, Olger to come out okay, you know, because he he when he starts in the series and you see his character and his motives, you really start believing that he is the main enemy of the bunch. But the more mm-hmm. you start going into the saga and start seeing his character development with him and Luca and even the little girl as well, you know, uh, whose name I believe was uh, Funicia. Um, Funicia, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the seeing his development, I was like, oh, come on, don't, don't let Olga be the culprit. I, it can't be him. And that's when they start making this plan about, listen... We're gonna go to this. Um, we're gonna go to this cave. We're gonna make it seem like we're trying to go and find food for for the ship, and you know we're gonna capture him there. But we need to figure out what to do. You know we need to figure out how we can get this character right. 
uh, how mm-hmm. you capture Ogre before he summons the orb because he might have the ability to do so. So, as it's progressing on, you see uh, Zack and Kanata in the background. They're hiding while uh, Charles goes up ahead to speak with Ogre to try to locate, you know, resources inside the cave. And as it's going further, they, they manually set up the device to where only those three can speak with each other and that's it, you know. And as it progresses further, things start becoming more and more tense because it's about to get to that climax. You're about to see the revelation go on there, you know. And that's when Kanata's like, hey, wait a minute, abort mission. We have to put a stop to this mission right now. Phoenicia has randomly gone missing. We need to do something about this. And that's when Charles freaks out about it. He's like, wait, what What happened to her? And that's when Olger comes out with the gun. And you see him trying to use that said gun. But as Kanata mentioned before, he altered the weapon to make it not actually shoot in the first shot. Mm-hmm. And that's when these, when both of these characters freaked out with each other. Because they're like, shit, I, my weapon's done for, you know? And suddenly, in between these two characters, they both jump back in time... Because if they had stood still, they would have got sucked in by the orb. But thankfully, both of them were able to move away from that orb before it actually spawned. And that in but itself... But this is... Yeah, go on, Evie. No, no, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. All right. So uh, that, that that's what you mentioned, Evie. That's when the revelation comes in. The big twist. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Kanata goes to grab charts but he makes it seem like he's trying to grab him in like the fact that he's trying to pull him away from the orb but no he's holding his hand because charts has a particular weapon in his hand and that weapon is the key to summoning the portal you find out in this episode he is the culprit behind everything since the very beginning of kanata no astra and, that's, and oh my god, that that, that twist! <laughs> and everybody knew about this. Can I, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Kanata uh, basically ha- had plans to tell everyone before he they executed their plan because you know after finding out that Charles was the culprit, everyone started showing up. Uh, you know, on the cave, yeah. they, they wanted answers. They wanted to know why Charles did this. Why they want? Why he wanted the, the group killed? They wanted answers because they were just in disbelief. Exactly. And as it progresses on, you know, you see all these characters that they're, as you mentioned, they're in disbelief. They can't accept it, especially Aris, because she grew so much with all these characters together to kind of feel that she's being betrayed like this before they're about to reach their main planet. It hit them hard, you know? Yeah, and I don't particularly blame her either for how she feels because, you know, as she she mentioned earlier in the episode, she did say that she already accomplished one of her goals. And that's to be friends with each and every single one of them. Yeah. Only only for her to be backstabbed like that. Exactly. And also in that moment, you find out exactly what happened between Kanatra and Arius in the midway of the episode. Because as I mentioned before, they cut that moment off. You don't know what followed up in that scene. But when you get to the end of the episode, that's when you discover everything. It turns out Kanatra went to go and tell Arius because if you remember, Arius has the ability to kind of like have this photo memory of just being able to just know everything around her. She she has all of that intact. She has that photo yeah. memory. and she The photographic was, memory. Yeah, yeah, photographic memory. And she was able to remember who was the last person to get sucked into the orb. 
And that last Under person, counter. Yeah. exactly, none other than Charles. Charles was the very last person to get sucked in. And that's yeah, it, when you find out everything. Mm-hmm. Even Charles admitted that he had no, no other excuses. You know, he made a defeat to Arias. You know, honestly, if it weren't for her photographic memory, you know, he, none he of this would have come away. into for. Yeah, he could have gone. He he could have gone away for that. Like you said, yeah. Yeah, but then um, you you find out his whole mission, everything that he's been trying to do, everything that he's been wanting to accomplish, and the thing was. Uh, he never intended to survive. He never wanted to live. In fact, he thought he was going to die alongside everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, but you find out that no, they they just so happened to be really lucky to encounter a ship literally next to them, it, all by pure chance. You know, well, right. somewhat by pure chance and whatnot. But the point of the matter is, they got really lucky. That they were able to get that. And that's how Charles was deciding. Hey instead of just trying to think about. Trying to get these characters killed. I'm going to just work with them to get back home. And then maybe when we get to the very end. That's when I'm going to kill everybody. Bit by bit. And go home myself. You know. Mm-hmm. And it gets even crazier. The further you go into it. Because that's when you find out. The biggest plot twist of this episode. The thing. And I, I hate this show so much. Every single time they do this. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean. But oh go ahead. Oh my god. Every single time the episode ends, man. They end it on a cliffhanger. And it's of course. so goddamn painful. Because you find out in this moment right there. He's a clone. He too is a clone. But not just any clone. No. He is... A clone of one of the kings, if I recall correctly. He's a he's a royal clone. Yes, he is a royal clone of royal blood. Now, if I can remember correctly, um, let me see what his name is. Yeah, I I don't know. I I forgot the name as well. But but one of the matters. Basically, he's a clone of the king. Yeah, he he he's a clone of of a very royal figure. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, the King of Vixie, I believe, is what they called it in the episode. Uh, and that's 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 how they end the episode. That's literally it. I'm like, why? Why <laughs> did you end it like that? <laughs> and now oh, God, we're here. It. Now we're just speculating because now we have two episodes left. We have two episodes left. Who? How, how do they? How do they plan to cover everything in two episodes? That's what I, I want to know. I'm guessing. I'm. I'm gonna take a guess that episode twelve is, is going to be another forty minute episode to cap things off. Oh, if it is, thank God. I. I would love that. I would so love that. I would really, really enjoy that. Uh, but as of right now, though, we found the culprit. It's Charles. He's responsible. He knew all along since he was born that he was a clone. He, oh, yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the big twist as well because everybody in the ship realized that they were clones. But Charles already knew since the very beginning who he really was. And then we get to the end, as I mentioned. They tell us who he is. He's a clone of the king. That's how the episode ends. Now we have just this upcoming episode. 
who knows who who we don't know how they intend to go with it is there maybe another victim in the cast that might end up also being a villain is there still more mystery behind it all and exactly why would the king do something like this you know and of course and of course this whole speculation into the cloning law that exists in Astra. exactly now you have so, the the ooh. planet and I guess this is another thing to tie in as well. The planet. So you discover in this episode that history was rearranged. Because, like, as they mentioned, um, I believe Paulina was the one that said, Hey, you know, I've been away for maybe like 12 years or something, according to your timeline. And mm-hmm. you mentioned you went from one planet to another. You know, via this teleporting device. But it only teleports humans. How the hell were you able to create a civilization in just under 12 years and to create such a big planet as is, you know? Yeah, that's another thing. And it's now mm-hmm. like, well, shit. So, like, what's going on with the history? Is there, Was there really a World War Three? Was there something else that happened? Like, what went down? Nobody knows. So we have all these loose ends that I'm pretty confident they're going to tackle in the next two episodes. But hopefully, as you mentioned, Evie, they make the last episode a one-hour special because that that this this show needs it, and it deserves it. Honestly. It definitely does. Exactly. Oh my god, this episode was through the roof amazing, man. I I, I have never this, felt this in this level of enjoyment with an anime season this year. Yeah, I mean, this anime, sure. this anime in itself has been through the roof. Exactly, it, it's done amazing jobs in capturing. The mystery, the 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 world of space itself with these fantasy creatures, because the, these are all made up designs that these characters made, or like the the people who made this manga made. You know, it, it's such a beautifully crafted series, and I hope, I really hope the ending delivers on everything. And and I, and I think it will because this anime has been doing a fantastic job so far. Mm-hmm. So now it's uh. It all just comes to what happens next. Do you have any predictions on where they might go with next episode? Um, well, basically, they're, they're on their last planet before Astra, right? So mm-hmm. I'm guessing from there, you know, um, from there, they're finally going to uh, be back on Astra. Finally, you know, you know, they, they finally get back home. They're probably going to reunite with, your, with their parents. And before we finally get to the answers that we've all been waiting for, involving the government, involving the clo- cloning loss, and evolving the history, we're probably, we're probably going to have another goddamn cliffhanger, right? And yes. then on, and then, and then finally on. Hopefully, this one-hour um, series finale, we'll finally get our answers. We'll finally get to see, you know, what comes of, of these kids in our future. So, and what happens to? The I'm adults? guessing that's going to happen. I'm curious what, what happens to the adults at this point. To yeah, that as well. That that to me is what I want to see. I want to see proper conclusion to that, because they deserve the worst possible treatment known to man for doing dirty to these kids, <laughs> man. You know, because as mentioned before in our last discussion, you discover these kids were treated badly and all that during their life growing up because they were meant to be used for cloning. You know, they were never meant to be used as to have kids or anything. No, they're, they're clone purposes and whatnot. So it's just going to be so interesting when we move forward in this show, where they intend to go with this moving onward. 
And hopefully, as I mentioned before, and even you said right now, the conclusion delivers on every single aspect that this show has done so far because 10 episodes in, absolutely phenomenal, man. High, like, if anything, this show deserves anime of the year uh, contender status. Like, it might not be the winner, uh, I, I, but I definitely believe it deserves to be a contender for anime of the year. It's definitely up there for me. Yeah, man. And and I we're gonna and I'm gonna say this again, just like we have been in the past few podcasts. Um, if you guys still haven't watched Kanatano Astra, definitely give this a watch. I know it's an anime that hasn't been talked talked about a lot for this season and just for this year in general. But believe me, you're going to enjoy the story. You're going to enjoy some of the revelations that that's going to come included in this series, the characters as well as well as um you know. Uh, another thing too, I really like the way this sets a variety of tones in this ep- and some of these episodes. So, you know, um, and personally, I'm not that big on you know space themed anime, but th- I'll definitely say that this is that one anime that uh, that I would ask you guys to check it out. And you know what? Um, we essentially got about two uh, two more weeks or two more episodes until the season con- concludes. So, if you guys want to page in through and wait it out, then. Uh, go ahead and do that because, again, this anime um, is, at least to me and KG, is a anime of the year contender. Yes, absolutely. And I hope it does at least get a contender status because if it does get a contender status, that means more people will be interested to see why this show would be up there amongst the other animes as to being anime of the year. And maybe then that's when more people will decide to give it a shot in itself, you know. So right. hopefully it delivers and hopefully it succeeds in just everything that this show wanted to accomplish. Uh, but really, that's all I can say in regards to this. I don't think that I have anything more to add to this bit. Yeah, but man, KG, what would you do without this anime if I hadn't told you? Uh, I would just be in the background just moping about the fact that I'm missing my daily anime shenanigans for Wednesday, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was definitely a show that I enjoyed and I... I couldn't be happier with how everything was done so far. So thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome, man. Hey. This is this is the fucking good food that we, we we've all been wanting. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, man. Be damned. It's it's some good goddamn content that that the spring season didn't deliver on. Uh, but now let's move uh, on into yeah. uh, another anime. I just want to briefly go through this. Uh, just I don't know if you've been keeping up to date with this anime, Evie. Not not the one of trash isekai of magician that that that, that anime can go. Uh, <laughs> I I hate everything about that goddamn show ever since they killed it, off her best girl. It, it's the most recent episode still. Pretty sure. Oh, it it kind of is because now uh, the characters they're going into war and they understand the situation of war, but they're like, uh, but I don't want to kill people in the war. You know, and they're like, you know, and all that kind of jazz and whatnot. Uh, uh, it, it's it's so awkward, honestly, this show. And I don't know how to th- feel about it because it's like, I for one point, I feel for the characters, for them being stuck in this world. But the decisions that they make and some of the discussions that they bring up are just so lackluster and boring that it just doesn't do anything. That's why I said the assassin girl that was with them for like two episodes was a character that genuinely could have added an extra layer to these characters because she knows everything about 
the outside world about you know the 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 deep undergrounds and all the shit that goes down there you know but she 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 got a bullet wound by a fire dragon breath like you just just think about that i'm talking about <laughs> a, a, a titan sized dragon blasted this girl with this gigantic as hell laser dragon beam it hit the girl and she got a fucking bullet wound to the side of her hip how does that add up i don't the, the, the know fa- <laughs> the, the fact that you're still they still giving shit about that just says it just says a lot about how you feel about this series and i'm still watching it why <laughs> And just just a little recap for you guys who who haven't who haven't caught up with the last podcast. Even KG admits that um, Isekai Gym Magician is an anime a lot more worse than the Master of Ragnarok and the Blesser of Anherjar. Yeah, I and I, you guys know how much I hated that anime. I talked about that shit religiously about how bad that thing was throughout many podcasts, even outside of the anime edition podcast. I I. I, but uh, despite all this shit, I, I have to continue watching it because, as I mentioned before, I'm already so far into the goddamn hole. I might as well just wait it out and just see how it actually ends, you know. So I, I'm curious to see where they intend to go with these characters. But, man, yeah, Sabian, you brought it up. Just tis but a simple flesh wound. Despite, you know, getting blasted by a giant-ass dragon. Just a little small little hole here on the side of my hips. That killed me, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, that sucked. Okay, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the better isekai one that I personally enjoyed. I'm talking about that modern uh, isekai. Oh, oh, of course. I've been definitely catching up with it. How uh, could I not? You have not caught up with it? No, I say, how could I not? How could I How could how could I not be caught up with it? <laughs> I, 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 I need my, my my dose of um that. I, I need uh, I need my dose of my um mama mama anime yeah mama on every Friday, <laughs> Mamako yeah <laughs> Mamako delivers every single week just like a mother would in regards to just always being for their kids and whatnot. Uh, but this episode of the Mommy Sekai anime, I have <laughs> okay the new girl that joined the main cast. I am so glad she still has that that attitude with her. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah because like. Throughout various episodes, prior to her joining the main cast, um, let me remember if I can uh, recall her name. Hold on, let me just uh, let me just get the character here real quick. Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right, so let me just see real quick. Her name, I believe, was oh, Medi, Medi, right? Medi. Oh, so, so <laughs> get, get it? Yeah, get it. She uh, she's a medic, so she's Medi. Yeah, uh, and also her mother name. I I I kid you not. Her mother's name is. Medi Mama. <laughs> That's of, of course, a, a, a lot of the a, a lot of the things from the setting is some of the attack as well, and the characters. Everything has to involve a mama. Yeah, everything has to be mama this, mama that. Like nothing. Like hell, even the main mother is named Mamako. Like just just think about that real quick. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, uh, but it's it, it's some of the most idiotic yet somehow brilliant writing that i've seen from this show it's so hilarious it's good uh because for starters the mother technically is like the main protagonist of the storyline and the son is wanting to be the main protagonist but every single time he tries to the mother always outshines him 
within the, the span of a second. Like, in this episode, she's like, oh, shit, there's, like, a bunch of dragons and everything just coming by to attack my kids. Let me just swing out my swords real quick and, uh, oh, they're done. All right, back to writing my survey over here. <laughs> and then you see the kids <laughs> all the way to the side. And they're just like, what the hell just happened? And this is my favorite moment where Medi's like, wait a minute. Wait, is this is this what happens every single time when you're with your mother, uh, Masato? And Masato's yep. like, yep, that's pretty much how it is. And she's like, uh, excuse me for a second. And then she just walks off and you start seeing her just like curse in the back. She's like, fuck, dude, like all that shit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so hilarious because she's like, god damn it, I wanted to be the main hero. I wanted to heal. I wanted to do some work. I wanted to be in the spotlight. Like she, she does this sort of shit. And I thought that I, I really thought that that attitude was something that would only stick with her mother because that's where she got it from. Uh, I, uh, I thought so too, but I guess, um, you know, um, like daughter, like mother, I suppose. Yeah. So you come to this episode after the mother has now been taken out of the show. Mitty still acts the same way. And it's so great because she adds such a fantastic extra layer to the cast of characters that are in here. She she gives no care about who she's throwing stabs at in this show. It could be about the mother. It could be about Wise. It could be about that other chick that comes later in this episode. It's so fucking brilliant. I loved everything <laughs> about it. <laughs> like, uh, my favorite part was the moment when they're where when they're wearing their maid outfits and you see all these characters they're wearing maid Oh outfits. god yeah. <laughs> uh, you see uh, you see Wise wear, you see Porta wear and you see Medi wear. I also love how Masato's like, okay, aside from Porta, I I can't stop staring at these girls. <laughs> you know because Porta's <laughs> the little girl. So Masato wants to be a respectable man. He's like, "Listen, I I, I just can't see Porta with this, but these two on the other hand, like, absolutely great." <sighs> And I love ravioli, how- ravioli. Don't be looting the, the little the the uh, the, the, the May lolly, the May lolly. Yeah, yeah man. I, like the funny thing about it is that uh, Wise is like, oh my god, this maid outfit design that I just got, it it fits me perfectly. And then in the background, you just hear Medi's like, they they should have made sure to have kept that chest part flat for you. And then you hear, Ooh. and then you hear Wise is like, oh, you want to talk like that now, don't you? Let let's take this shit outside. Why don't <laughs> you know that, like all that was just so hilarious i i love how many doesn't realize what she's like she i think she understands what she's saying but she doesn't realize that everybody around her actually is hearing what she's saying and it's so fucking hilarious i love everything about this show and uh yeah <laughs> I, okay can i ask you do you understand the joke that's going on with shirase uh, Shirase, um, you mean the purple, uh, yeah, the purple, the purple hair lady? Yeah. The, the, uh, the, 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 the admin, right? Basically. The, yeah, because she's always like, Shirara, Shirase. Like, she always keeps saying her name repeatedly. Yet, when you yeah. see the subs for it, it's like it, it runs perfectly fine. I'm like, I'm pretty confident there's an extra joke that I'm not seeing here. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so you're asking me about uh, her whole gag with her, right? Yeah, what, what the hell is her gag? I'm like so yeah, confused. Okay, like, I don't know, like, you find her dead, you find her just appear out of nowhere. Like, you know, in one moment she could be like, um, you know, you know, this, um, like, someone that, that gives you tips and helpful advice on how to beat the game. And the next thing you know, she's also, like, the principal of a school. 
And then she's also like, uh, some kind of like helper with like the main company itself that's responsible for this game. And she's like, listen, I, I, I can't do anything about like these parents and whatnot. That's not my job. But I'm going to end up forcing all these problems to you guys. And now you guys have to figure out what's going on and then report back to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently she has the most deaths, uh, most deaths out of any NPC due, due to these bugs. Oh my and, god, some of them are so fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> and, 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 and let, me just, uh, let me just say something as well. Yeah, the, 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 the the transition screens are still some of the best uh, for this season. Oh my god, yeah. When they're just like migrating from one scene to another, they need to figure out how to do that while making it actually flow properly. How do they do it? They pixelize them while they're walking through and they have like this little funny gag when it's like <laughs> loading. And then you see these characters like they, they say random one-liners like walk, 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 jog, 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 hop, hop, hop. Like, like stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just works so effectively. <laughs> my, you know what? I, I want to talk about my favorite sheet acid death that I saw throughout this entire show. I don't know if you remember this, but this was like early on. And that was when they uncovered sheet acid for the very first time and she was dead. And then- <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, like, what happens is that they revive... Okay, she got stabbed. She got stabbed in, like, the tree. So, uh, yeah, like a tree bark. Yeah, yeah they, she got stabbed in the tree bark because of some kind of, like, she got blew, She got blown away and she just got stabbed. So what happens is that the characters, they find the tombstone. They're like, shit, we need to revive her. They revive her, and she's like, I am Shirase. You know, I thank you for helping me. But next time, actually get me out of here first before I... And then she just dies immediately. <laughs> Like, I loved everything about that scene. It was just so effective. It's so goddamn good. She just immediately died the moment she came back to life because they forgot to take her out of the goddamn tree. Like, that is still the funniest death I have ever seen in the show this entire year, man. It's it's so brilliant. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just that death, but it's like multiple deaths throughout the whole show as well. One time she just walks through a tree and that just somehow magically kills her to another one where uh she just randomly dies in the middle of this big crowd and just yeah, she just she just she, dies. She, she, she just dies in the most absurd ways. But it's so good. <laughs> it's some of the I, best. I mean, Hey, if it's if, if it's gonna help um define uh should I say as a character, then I'm all for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yes, I agree with you what you said earlier ago, Evie. The transition scenes when they're doing like the loading segments with all the pixel art. That's so beautiful. I love everything about that. Uh, yeah. So and, 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 and you know what? And now that you now that you brought up the topic of uh, Shirase and the way, you know, uh, the way she always appears in some, in some of these episodes. I like how in today's episode, Weiss was going to use her revised bow, but then Nettie pushes her out of the way. Just, she, wants to, she wants to be useful for once, right? So she just pushes Weiss out of the way and decides to use her own revival spell. Yeah, and then Weiss is trying her. to still say the she words in the background, but Nettie just out outpaces her in that part, and boop, she comes back to life. Uh <laughs> And, and Wise is like, what What the hell did you do that for? I wanted to have my moment of shine. And she's like, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so every everything about this show has been really fun. I mean, like, I felt like th- this is a show that many people might be thrown off because it's about a mother and how they tend to sort of loot her every now and then. You mm-hmm. know, um, but if you take that out of the way, 
and you just see everything else, it is some of the most brilliant writing that this show can provide, I, man. I, I agree on that. Yeah, and like you have these characters that all have different personalities that somehow mesh perfectly with one another. Like you have Wise, who is this way too over-the-top, very proud kind of character, you know, because she, she thinks she is the best of the best and she, she, she considers herself the queen of the bunch. Uh, you have Mehdi, <laughs> who has the who has this weird ass thing for speaking behind people's backs or not even speaking behind people's backs even just going straight up in front of their face and being like you your ass is never going to recover after you you know after you fell down those stairs girl it's over for you <laughs> you know <laughs> and then the girl starts crying and must have to be like hold on Medi listen for your sake just please get out <laughs> you know but Medi when she was leaving she had that like villainous smirk face on her and it was just so good i loved it all like medi gives yeah, he, no shits whatsoever but uh, you know what that, that, that's what i love about her already yeah I, I, like i mentioned i'm so glad they kept that part of her i think she that, that was needed to make her into a really fun character amongst the cast and then there's uh there's porta who's just known to collect things and just be super supportive of masato's uh and not just Masato, but also Mamako's uh, decisions with what she wants to do, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. curious about because, like, so far we got everybody's whole revelations and whatnot, yet we know nothing about Porta. So I'm curious to see when we intend to talk about her character later down the road, if they ever intend to talk about her, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, because Porta uh, so far it has been, you know, like distant from talking about her own background. She hasn't really talked about her own mother. Things like that, so we'll probably. I think we will get to her eventually. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how that's actually going to all turn out. But for now, uh, what we got so far, a really good show. It really is a fun show to watch from beginning to end, uh, and I hope everybody gives it a shot. If you have not seen it yet, once again, the title of this anime is known, at least in English, "Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two Hit Multi-Target Attacks." Uh, now I cannot in any way, shape or form say the Japanese version because it's a bunch of scribbles that I just don't know how to say it. Uh, so just look it up via the English name and you'll, you'll find the anime from there. Uh, but now, and of course, and of course the golden, the golden three episode rule, if you, if you don't, if you like it or don't like it from there, well, that's, um, it's up to you if you want to continue watching this series. Yeah. But those are some good episodes, man. Honestly, I think the first episode was a little slow. But moving forward, though, everything starts picking up at a much faster pace, and you'll well, yeah, because it's it. well, yeah, because it's just a, it's basically introductions, which is pretty typical of the first episodes. Yeah, it is. So if you guys are aware of that, jumping into it, uh, you'll have a pretty good time overall. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it in regards to that uh, and that anime in particular. But now we can finally move on into another one. And I really want to talk about this one because this episode just dropped a few hours ago. And my God, what a good episode this was. I'm talking about uh, Fire Force. Ah, uh, yeah. that episode? Oh, I have. Definitely. I always catch up with my uh, Fire Force anime. Oh, my with God. With my Fire Force episodes. Okay. I don't know if you feel the same way I do, Evie. Did this episode feel short to you? In a way, yes, because now thinking about it, like thinking about what, uh, like what happened, right? You know, you, you're picking up from what happened from last episode, and you know, basically in this episode, 
you know, you got to fight. Um, yeah, let, let me pull up the episode list again. Um, right. You know, you're, you're picking up the uh, you're, and then we get to the fight between Shinra and um, that that other uh, douchebag that was causing this. Um, you know, that, that was causing these human combustions to turn into uh, infernos, right? Yes. So only that happened. And, you know, at the end of the day, of course, uh, Shinra and uh, um, the rest of the members of um, Company 1-1. Yes. And, you know, from there, you know, we transition into, um, you know, back, we, just, we, just, uh, we transition back to Company A station. And, you know, Shinra's like, oh, well, you know, it's finally great to be back home. Things like that. That basically summarizes uh, this entire episode. Like, in terms of context, what's involved in this episode, yeah, it was pretty short. Yeah, but I I swear, I swear to God, this episode, this episode needed to be long, man. I love this episode. Like, despite, I I think this, this also tells you how good an episode is when you watch an episode and you realize just how quick that went because you've just been so invested with everything that was going on in that show. And that happens, yeah. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it does happen. A majority of this episode was like a fight between, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Shinra. Shinra and the other guy, uh, whose name I completely uh, lost here. My stars. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, basically my stars guy. Um, you know, so. I was, I was, I was really rooting that he wouldn't have been a villain, man, because I love this character. He was like that super hyper energetic character. He he seemed like the comedic one that would fit so well amongst the others, you know. And then you find out in the episode that nah, he's he's a bad guy. He's been a bad guy the whole time, and he's uh he's been working with this new organization that's responsible for creating infernals out of these kids, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, uh, his name is uh, Rekka. Rekka, there we go. Thank you so much uh, to... Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And also, what was the organization's name? I forgot the organization's name. Uh, uh, like the Evil Clan, or so, yeah, the evil so to clan. say? Yeah, so... Uh, for the um, even Gallist. Even Gellis. No wonder why that thing threw me off. Because I was gonna say even Gellian. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, if it, if it helps, just just think about the even Gellian anime, and maybe like just the title from there could give you like a hint towards the yeah. There uh, we go. The name. <laughs> oh man, but man, that fight was so good. I loved how Shinra went in, understanding these the location that he's in, how it's an open field because that's where he's gonna basically be at his best because he can use his feet however he wants to because there's so many open air space for him to fly around wherever he wants to go. So you start seeing Shinra come in doing some combinations going left and right making sure the man stays up in the air because the moment he's in the air he can't move at all you know but Shinra can. Yeah, Shinra has that mobility advantage, especially the fact that they were fighting in, in a very um, spacious area. It really helped him out a lot in this fight. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, though, just, just Rekka also, I have to give praise to Rekka. Rekka also did some justice in this episode with that fight. Like, he he made sure that fight was really good on par with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit as well, still. Yeah, he did his part, especially like the way he puts up a fight with. Um, yeah, you know, we share up. And what I'm kind of surprised is that 
what kind of surprised is that both of these individuals were, were pretty on par in terms of uh, skill and strength. Yes. So it, I think it made this fight pretty good. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And that's when you start getting to the conclusion of the fight because as mentioned uh, before by Avi, uh, you could talk about the fight how many times you want, but like in reality, it's just a fight. Like there's nothing like besides like that strategy that Shinra had about being able to move quickly in the air. There's not really much you can break down about that fight. It's everything that happens after that fight. That's what gets super interesting for the cast of characters that are in there. Uh, because Shinra, I guess you could say he came out on top. He was the victor of that fight. Uh, but also because he got assistance, you know, yeah, of course, because um, I believe Rekka was going to combust the entire place, just like... Um, and himself, you know, yeah. And himself, yeah. So, you know, Shimmer was trying to stop it from doing so, only for him to, you know, uh, get frozen up by um, by one of, one of the other members of, um, of the Fire Force Company 1. Yes. And that's when he's like, listen, I, I we can't do this no more. If you try this, you're going to burn this. And I thought at that moment, I thought... That he was doing this to freeze his hands just so that he could not hurt himself. And then he would also be revealed as another villain and take him away. And then that's how the episode would conclude. But no, he was still part of the good guys. His best friend was still a good guy, but Rekka was still, um, you know, a villain. I legitimately thought the best friend was a villain too. So I'm so yeah. grateful that that wasn't the case. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, you know, just imagine if he actually was a part of the uh, the Evangelion. I'm like, woo! More, that more, been more a things twist. to come, huh? Yeah, that would have yeah. been a big twist. Or maybe it could happen. We don't know yet. Maybe he's doing this to disguise himself as being a good guy, only to reveal himself as a villain later in the show. You don't know anything about what they plan to do with this show moving forward because there's a lot of twisting turns that they take with this show, and I, I'm grateful for it. You know. Um, and it just continues going forward, you know, as they're trying to conclude everything, uh, you know, they're like, okay, we got the guy frozen, Rekka's done, we're gonna go and bring this guy over to, uh, to the station, and we're gonna go see where we go from there. Nope. Yeah. Ah, man, yep. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, this man, his, his heart just gets pierced just so quickly like not even a chance to even blink that shit just gets pierced and the man dies while still frozen and okay look i i okay that fooled me for a second because honestly he thought that Rekka was going to break out of the ice in some way like he was really that much of a, a powerful um enemy but but the, yeah like you said like you brought up earlier um he was actually shot by by a sniper uh, through the hearts while still frozen Exactly. So, and I believe they were part of and, the Evangelists, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So they, they were part of the uh, Evangelists. So, so there were two members. They were all dressed in um, like these white robes, right? And as as well as their faces, it's covered up in this uh, white clothing, right? Yes. And basically, their mission there was um, well, they already took care of one of their objective, and that was to eliminate Rekka. And you know, following that assassination, they also uh, they also had a test to um, to eliminate uh, everyone else that was in that building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, they were, uh, you know, at first they had no idea where the shots were com coming from, right? Yeah. And um, I believe one of the members of, um, of the Fire Force Company Eight um, pushed um, 
see, it'll be a lot more easier if I could bring up um, um, uh, the character name. So basically, you know, he he basically saved one of the members, and in re- in exchange, um, his um, one of his arms got blown off by yeah. the sniper. And I was like, like, "Oh my god! Like, it, like, how strong must that arrow be to pierce out your entire arm like that so quickly?" That shit was insane, man. I I was just blown away by the entire fight going on. And then it makes things even crazier when they're like, shit, well, I lost an arm, but we got to still fight. We still got to figure out how to evade the situation. And that's when he's like, listen, uh, Shinra, go and and create this smoke screen around the building and try to use that as a way to... um, to, uh, To scope out the enemy and see where the hell they are, you know? Right. And you see uh, Shinra, he's creating all the smoke and whatnot, and, you know, and that's when they're able to find out the enemies that are on top of the building and what, you know. Um, well, yeah, they, 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 were, they, were, they were able to find uh, their location. So, you know, basically after, um, after those uh, Evangelist members realized that, oh, they found their location. Now there's no point in staying any longer. We might as well retreat. Yeah. And... Basically, from there, um, they, you know, they conclude. Uh, at, at least on Shinra's, uh, at least on Shinra's end, you know, he was initially there with the, with the Fire Force Company A to investigate who was the culprit, who was the one that was starting these um, these infernos, right? Yes. And you know, now that that's said, now that that's said and done, um, basically, at towards the end, of the, towards the end, of the, towards the uh, the end of the episode, you know, he's back working with the Fire Force Company A, and he realizes, you know, how. You know how much he misses this place, and now treats and and also realizes how he got settled in with the environment, right? You know he misses um some of the members on yeah. that same company, and um you know and you also come to and he um uh, she never also come to realize that uh best just, girl there yeah so she never comes to realize that um Tamaki uh, actually ended up joining them temporarily. Yeah, I hope that thing turns perfect. Okay. <laughs> I hope so too, because because I'm actually liking Tamaki's character. And, I, I do too. Uh, but okay, yeah. I, I, let me just get this out of the way. I don't know if you feel the same way as well as I do. I like her character a lot. What was that? Okay, I, I just want to get this out of the way before um before I forget it. Uh, mm-hmm. There is one thing I didn't like about the episode regarding Tamaki. Some of the fan service um, was thrown forcefully, man. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, that's true, but of course, um, you know, like, like, um, um, uh, something that was already mentioned earlier. She does have this lucky lose syndrome, so you yeah, know, I, I what, understand it. It's it's just like you're in the middle of this intense fight, and then suddenly Shinra just bounces in between her moves. You know, I understand it's part of her character. I'm just hoping that this doesn't stick for like, let's say the let's say the final arc of this uh, series when we get to you know the anime conclusion. For season one, if there's going to be more seasons. I really don't want it when it's suddenly in the big major fight. And suddenly out of nowhere, he just bounces his head in between her breasts and whatnot. Like, just... I, I, I felt like it just kind of, like, came out of nowhere and really just ruined it for me. Just slightly, not really by much. But it's just something that I just really need to talk about. Because, I don't know. I mean, just like, um... I like fan service. But I just felt for the moment that we were taking things a little seriously. I don't think that was needed, in my opinion. Maybe it could have well, taken I... place after the whole thing concluded, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, like, I can... In between. 
I can understand that the Lucky Lou syndrome was uh, like from a writer's perspective. Maybe they could utilize that for you know uh, comedic relief. Or, mm-hmm. Like especially especially with all the serious shit that's been going on with Rekka, you know, using these kids and using these kids to uh, for experiments and and also most recently assassinating um, their mother, right? Yes. You know, like I can understand why the writers writers would want to take it, would want to take that direction and you know, have some comedy implemented in a serious moments. But you know, but like you said, KG, like what I'm concerned about is that you know, hopefully this isn't like a thing. You know, like I hope this doesn't happen with every fight. I hope it doesn't happen like you know, with with the bad timing or the bad, bad utilization of um, comedic relief. So as long as the time, as long as the writing is right. I wouldn't mind it, but yeah, the writers. I think the writers do need to be uh, careful on when they use this. Yeah, well, it, they're also f- being faithful to the manga as well. So I mean, they're doing what they are oh, following course. with the source material. I'm just saying from my point of view, it just felt weird when you start realizing that Shinra's like, oh my god, that these people that they're here, the Invigelis, they might be responsible for what caused my little brother to combust and whatnot. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you get all these intense moments. He starts finding out bit by bit of what might have happened in the past and how it might have even connected to his past as well. And then soon after, you get the this man gets... Uh, this uh, woman's on these in, like, the middle of the fight and whatnot. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, just... just, just you know, I can understand it during comedy scenes and whatnot because that, that makes perfect sense. I just felt it was a little weird, in my opinion, of it just coming in the moment of, like, intense drama going on between these characters. But that's just me, of uh, course. That that can all okay. change moving forward. Right. And, and, and according to uh, Donnie Arts, it says that um, um, it doesn't happen all the time in the manga. So I'm, I'm expecting that, that the anime will be treated the same with, um, you know, with a Lucky Lou syndrome. Yeah. Once again, I understand it's it's part of her character. That's just how he, she is. I just hope that isn't her character, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I hope she's mm-hmm. able to get her own identity moving forward without the need of the fan service to be involved in any way, shape, or form. Let the fan service be there when the time is right, not when it's, you know, like how it was here, where it's just slapped in the middle of intense drama conversation going on between uh, Shinra and Rekka, in my opinion. Uh, so, well, that, that's all I had to say for that. But I do want to add one little thing before we conclude this discussion for Fire Force. Sure. Can we just talk about the dumbest character in anime existence? Yeah, that would be... Arthur. Uh. <laughs> you, you watched the post credit shit, right? I did. Oh, uh, my okay. God. Yeah, yeah, because as you were talking before, Shinra's like... Oh man, I'm so great to finally be back here. Everyone's here. We filed a report for Arthur because he apparently went missing. But I'm so great to be back here with all these guys and their wacky hats and this man flexing his muscle while working out. And also, uh, this girl finally joining the cast for a bit. And then you, <laughs> and then after that, and everybody's like, seriously though, where the hell is Arthur? And he's like some other guy. Where the hell is he? He's like in some other goddamn continent at that point. Like it's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, that's 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 really weird. Yeah, like, but I loved it though because it's just so like you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Zoro from One Piece, except uh, much more ridiculous than Zoro from One Piece, and that says a lot because Zoro from One Piece is ridiculous with trying to find his way throughout like a big area. He gets lost in some of the most ridiculous shit. 
Arthur, it feels like this man walked for days and just never got anywhere. And he's in the middle of a desert. And you see in the final shot of the episode, he has like this massive unique grin to him he's like yeah i'm about to find out the mystery behind all this i'm gonna be the hero of the show nah this motherfucker's just lost somewhere out there that they had to file a missing report on arthur and then that <laughs> shit was so great i loved it like arthur is the dumbest funniest character in this goddamn show i love him <laughs> yeah he, he's the bimbo bone hand but that, that's why i love him mm-hmm. as a character but uh uh, other than that, it, 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 Fire Force so far, uh, I think definitely um, up there as one as one of the best uh, summer animes. Yeah, definitely another and, better one. And can can I just say this? Uh, it's a rough for me to ship Shinra with Tamaki because I, I think I think it might be hopping on that train. Oh, you think those two might be together sometime moving forward? Like you, uh, you're well, in, must, you're in the uh, ship train with these two. I, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be together, but I support the ship. Oh hell yeah, I support that <laughs> ship 100 percent too. After this, uh, after these past oh. few episodes, these two are great, man. And I also do support Shinra with uh, Hibana. By the way, Eros Hibana has finally turned over a new leaf. Uh, I like her. I, I like her as a character now that uh, she realizes, um, you know, the errors that, uh, that she had. Did, yeah. Oh man, but she's a great designed uh, character as well. Like I, I like I love the, the I think it was the episode before this one, uh, where you see her outside just chilling with the other members and she's she's just like in regular attire. She's not in like in any of the suits and whatnot. They're having some barbecue going on and whatnot, you know. So like it's it's just nice seeing these characters outside of what they are known for. And having right. her moments where she just speaks with the characters and how she really is reflecting on some of the things that she's done before to where she's at right now. Really good writing, in my opinion. And I'm really hoping for a lot of great stuff from her moving forward. Oh, definitely, man. Oh, and, and you know what? Something goes. Um, I think Iris has a really great character development now that you got to understand more of her backstory. Yeah, that ending makes more sense now than you would think. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm 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 still mad about that censored stuff though, uh, but understandable, but still mad, you know. Yeah, like it, it can, like, like yeah. if they're gonna do this for the for for the rest of the series, like I can understand that why they again it's understandable, like you said, right? But mm-hmm. you know, it's been some time now, like. You know, like, maybe you want to uncensor that stuff, like... Maybe when they release, like, a Blu-ray, it'll be the original version? Yeah, I think I think that could be the case. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but until then, though, another job well done, Fire Force. Couldn't be happier with you, buddy. I love oh, yeah. This. Loved it. Uh, so, we, I think we still have time to try to squeeze in two more things to discuss. Uh, wow, we're actually going through a lot this time around. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, now I understand uh, we're not gonna probably talk about the dumbbell one today. Uh, uh, that's that's what I had, especially since I haven't watched the most recent episode. So I, I think it's it's probably a good idea to maybe hold no, on have now. a little exemption. Okay, um, but yeah, hold on, that have a little exemption just for this week because I actually do want to talk about Doctor Stone because um yeah please because the last time... I, I I need you to discuss this because I I have my own separate opinion on this sort of stuff. And okay. I, I, I want to hear from you and how you thought of the show so far, given that there's just a lot of episodes out now compared to when we first discussed it weeks right. ago. So uh, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, so um, so the last time we talked about uh, Dr. Stone, I believe we were in the third episode, but at that time, I don't think you watched the, the recent episode at the time, so you only caught up with two episodes, I believe. Yeah, it was only two episodes, and at that time, I also mentioned I wasn't really feeling the direction that Dr. Stone was going at, uh, but now we're many episodes into it. I'll give my opinions on that soon enough, but I'm just curious about your uh, your thoughts on Dr. Stone right now. Like Dr. Stone recently or Dr. Stone as a, as a whole so as far? As a whole so far because uh, we need to try to figure out how to recap a lot of the things without really recapping okay, this, everything, you know? Okay, so um, so I'll talk about how it is uh, how it is as, as an anime so far. Maybe get into the recapping uh, in a little bit, but I'll just say this. I think the... Um, um, sorry, give me just uh, one second here. No problem, buddy. Uh, I'm also just making sure everything is running smoothly here on my end, and everything seems to be going smooth. So right. Okay. Um, okay. So when we, okay. So I think um, what finally got me invested into Doctor Stone recently is when they fi- is when we finally got to this new arc, the, the the village arc. Yes. Because, yeah. Because honestly, like, like I can understand like the first few episodes. It was starting off slow, like between um. Uh, uh, let me just put on pull up the uh, the character's name. There you go. Between um, of course you know the, we started off with three character, four characters technically, right? So we started off with uh with Sanku as well as um, uh uh y- Riha and um was and uh Taiju, and of course as well as uh, uh Tsukasa. So you know I can understand uh you know it's more uh, more of an introduction, but I'm not gonna lie, you know. Um, up to episode five, I believe, you know, before we got into the, the um the village arc, like yeah, I, I like I wasn't uh, I I wasn't one hundred percent invest like I not not invested because I I didn't end up watching I I I am watching Understand right now, but mm-hmm. how do I put this like like I wasn't as interested as I am right now. Ah, okay, okay. You weren't like really fascinated by the world itself or the characters at that point. You, you somehow this arc yeah. changed your direction on that, or yeah, changed be, your because, opinion. Yeah, because you know, I think the first five episodes we finally got, uh, you know, uh, they were basically, um, you know, emphasizing, um, you know, how they're going to survive in this uh, stone world, uh, reviving some of these, uh, some of these people that were turned into stone, and of course, um, you know, not that, um. Uh, Sukasa was revived. Um, you know those the first five episodes delve into what are his object, what are his objectives, what are his views, and what are, and what are his goals for this uh, for this uh, new world, right? Yes. So, you know, like I, um, I feel like you know the first five episodes I wasn't as in, as interested, but I think by the time we got into the village arc, that's when things are finally to get in, interesting because I because honestly like. No, no offense to um, no offense to Taichu, nor uh, nor um, Yusuriha, uh, like they're great characters, but I feel like they didn't deliver. Um, I I feel like they didn't they, they, uh, deliver enough for me. Yeah. But by the but by the time we got to the village the village arc, like I'm in, I'm enjoying this new roster of characters. Um, you know, uh, we got into. Uh, let me see if I could pull up some of these characters. You know, you got Kohaku, you got Chrome, and as well as, <laughs> um, uh, as well as the the, the, the two um the t- the two guards that are uh they are pretending the the entry to the um the village. Yes. 
And well, um, Kinro was no, was it Kinro? No, it wasn't. I don't think. Who was it? Again? Yeah, but 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 you know who I'm referring to. Yes. Oh yeah, it is Kinro. I think. Kinro and uh, Kinro and Jinro, uh, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, they're, they're brothers, so I think yeah. I think that sounds pretty similar. <laughs> and of course, just recently we got introduced to our to our adorable little watermelon hand, uh, Suiko. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's great as well. Okay, okay. Look, I'm not sure if you're if you're if you're if you um if you're uh, uh if you agree with me on this, but I think uh, to me, Suika brings like this this light into in every episode she appears in. Like you know, like sure, uh, sure the the whole, the whole um drive on this on this anime was to you know, um uh, to bring uh, a new world right after. Uh, after everyone has been turned to stone, you see, you'll be seeing Senku making these new inventions and, and whatnot. But yes, yeah, I, I I know. Like I thought, Suika was like, like, how do I put this? Like, if you sing um um cells that work, they're, they're, uh, she's she reminds me of, of one of the um macro cells or you know the, the, those lolly cells. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think so. A uh, point of the matter is, I like this character. I I like that little watermelon hand a lot. I thought she's pretty adorable. Yeah, there are there are such a cute cast of characters, man, and uh, uh, and I think uh, Kohaku has gotten uh, best wife material for a lot of people out there. When she oh, I like her, her definitely. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, and of course, um, last time for Gen, just recently, we also got got introduced to um to Gen or Jen, uh, the 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 mentalist, the uh, you know the, the, the this the black I like to call and white the, hair guy. Yeah, I like to call him the the young psychologist. Because yeah. that's really who that's really who he is. But <laughs> I also like his character, especially when he tries to act all cute and innocent and all that. Yeah, and you see his design and like, how the hell is he gonna perform any of that shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody has been really telling me about like how Kohaku. Honestly, I think the weird thing about Kohaku's design. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe you might agree with me. The the, the face, the eyes. They they look so far apart. <laughs> compared to everybody else's designs, uh, you you cut you cut out there for me. You, uh, but I think you said her face is far apart compared to yeah, everyone her, else. Her eyes are like so far apart. Like, I gotta know what it is, mm. but her face just looks a little goofy to me compared to the others. In my opinion, anyway. Like I don't know if it's just her or or if that's the way she's treated with uh, some uh, along with some of the other female casts. But mm, honestly, no, because I, like I really Riha, she looks like a typical anime girl. But like Kohaku, she has something a little different to her compared to everybody else. I don't know if maybe that's just. I, I'm guessing it's just a different structure that um, in, in her design, perhaps. Yeah, that that might be the case. It's just a little funny to me just seeing her design and just like, okay, I see she's best wife, but there's some shots where I see her in her eyes. Her eyes being so apart, they remind me to the level of that original Sailor Moon meme that you've seen before in the past, where it's like. Uh, I don't know if you remember those, like Sailor Moon Crystal, where they had uh, the main female protagonist of that show. Her eyes were so far apart; she had like a triangle chin. Like it, it was so atrocious to me. And I felt when I saw this, her eyes were just that level of just so far apart. But I think that's just how she's designed. So I, I'm, you know, I think that's all right on that part. Right. It, it just threw me off the first time I saw her. Is all. Yeah, but uh. Anyways, um, going back to uh to my thoughts on Doctor Stone, um, you know, um, now that we go into the village arc, I'm, I'm, I, 
personally, I'm now more interested and more invested into looking forward to these episodes every week. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just thought I just thought that you know you also d- dive more into um, Senku's background. Like I can like yeah, I know um, they dove into Sen- uh, Senku's background on the first five episodes as well. You know, prior prior to the village arc. Yes, but you know, it's just great to see that Senku has been getting all this development and putting all of, all of this knowledge to use, especially with the recent episode with um, you know, Senku now going through all this trap, all, all this trouble, all this hell uh, to be able to recruit some some of these some people from the village to come up, come up with the world's first light bulb in three thousand seven hundred plus years, right? Yes, I, I just thought that was really awesome. Of um, I just thought that was really awesome, but you know. Doctor Stone is a really good anime. I, 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 but personally, I think it gets really good once you get to the village arc. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm interested to see where it's all gonna go and conclude when we move forward. Because as of right now, I agree with you, Evie. These first few episodes were a little on the rough side, in my opinion. I, I really mm-hmm. wasn't feeling anything, but given how we were still discussing it and whatnot, I, I had to continue watching it just for the sake of being, you know, caught up with it so we can continue discussing a little bit more about it moving forward. Um, I agree with you. This arc, once they introduced all these characters, you know, like Kohaku, Jen, uh, the brothers, I think that's when it started to take a, dif- a different direction. And I think the reason why I'm enjoying it a lot more is because the characters are different this time around. It's right. With, like, the original cast that started it off. Like, they they went on to do their own thing, if I'm correct. Uh, so now it's uh, it's uh, this time around with uh, Kohaku, I believe it was. Along- yeah, Kohaku, Shinro, Kinro, all, the- all of them, basically. Uh, they-, they, to me, felt... Like a wonderful addition to the cast. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Like I feel like they bring a, a, this uh, this new life into the series. Yes, and I I needed that. I really needed that, especially since I wasn't feeling the first few episodes. I I th- this was an unnecessary change of pace, and I hope oh, that the, the that people who are giving this anime a shot will also understand that the first few episodes are just going to be rough. But moving forward, I really believe it'll be much, much better. For, okay. that, for now, you know, it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, okay. And again, can I just say this? I think the comedy has also gotten a lot more better once we at this point right now. Dude, the <laughs> face reactions! The, the face reactions as well, especially when uh, Kohaku gets really pissed off when someone calls her a gorilla. <laughs> 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 she gets this bubble or bubble bubble head ass head. <laughs> yes, and it's mad. so hilarious. Like some of the shit that they pull <laughs> off, and the, like I think that's also what threw me off. You see the designs of these characters; they look so serious, so intense, so so insane. And then they make some of the most wackiest expressions that you could possibly imagine. And it's like I I have no words, <laughs> but yeah. I love it. I love everything about it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel this arc was necessary because it was a nice change of pace to what was needed for this show to really feel like it can move forward, in my opinion. You know? Definitely, man. And you know what? Um, um, uh, Tasso, uh, our boy Tasso Official, uh, he actually made a, he actually made a tw- tweet about um, last week's episode of Dr. Stone, which, no, um... Um, episode, uh, let me look up the, uh, episode eight of Dr. Stone. So 
you know, now that we got introduced to um to uh, Suika, you know, you have uh, you know, you basically have your main group, right? Which consists of Senku, Chrome, Kohaku, and uh, Suika, right? Yes. Um, Tasso actually tweeted out that they remind him of um, you know uh, the Pokemon X and Y family. <laughs> Which in a, in in a, in a way I can see that because in a way they are like a family. Yeah, well, I mean they kind of need to be like a family in order for them to survive in this environment, you know, because they literally are the only ones right. there. So I I'm really loving how they're taking these characters in a nice direction, really making you feel so connected to them, and I hope that this cast sticks around for a long time because they 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 genuinely added. Uh, everything I needed for this show to really feel fun in my book. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, though, I'm really going to keep the, the plot elements on my side a little on the quiet moment for now because we're going to reach the end of it soon and then probably from the end of Dr. Stone I'll probably go even further into my pros and cons of the series so far for Dr. Stone and whether it's a show I think would be recommended or not for viewers because we're already like episode 9, I believe, right now, aren't we? Uh, we are in episode 10. Oh, 10. Okay, 10. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, You're you good. Know, well, yeah, so we'll see what happens in just a few episodes from now. Uh, yes. But so, I don't really got much more to add to uh, Dr. Stone, honestly. It's it's a okay, great show. But... It, it's, I, I shouldn't say it's a great show. It's now a great show. <laughs> you know? Uh, right. So that, that's pretty much it. Okay, so but look. I, uh, okay, so I will say this. So let, let me... Um, let me visit my old opinion about how I felt about Dungeon Stone on the first three episodes, right? Okay. Because initially, because initially I said that based off the first three episodes, I wasn't so sure if I'm actually going to be invested on Dungeon Stone because, I, like, again, like, 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 you don't, you don't really have like, okay, personally. Uh, again, I said that um, the only thing that was br- that was bringing me to uh, to watch Doctor Stone, like a-, a reason to invest on some of these episodes weekly, was to see w- uh, was to see the direction of where this a- anime was was going to lead to, right? Correct. And so I said that well, like I'm not really too sure. I'll probably still watch it just to see um, what direction this anime would turn to, but. You know what? I, I will say this now that um, now that uh, we've got to the village arc, I will say that yes, if you, for those of you who who, uh, who haven't watched Doctor Stone, um, I think uh, you should be able to you should watch it. I think it's a really great anime. You just have to bear through the first five episodes, in my opinion. Maybe you guys will have a different take on the first five episodes, but you know, again, the the first five episodes to me felt felt a little slow. It's more like um like an introduction that that sets up the entire premise of Doctor Stone. But once we get to the village arc, that's we that's when things get really in- interesting. So, I-, I would say, um, like this anime is a bit of an exception of the of the of the golden three episode rule, because you know the, the first three episodes isn't really going to cut it for for this for this anime in terms of whether or not you should watch it because, uh, because really the first five episodes the first five episodes starts off um, you know a little bit slow for me. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much for me to. There wasn't really a reason for me to invest on this anime weekly. But once we get to episode five, that's where things get interesting. So I would say just um, once you get past episode five, and once you get caught up with the anime, maybe you guys could give your thoughts on. Well, maybe you guys could continue watching watching this series or not. So 
I would say watch the first five episodes, and from there just see if you want to continue watching or not. Yeah. But uh, KG, um, what do you think? Is this an anime that people should be watching? You know what I would. You know what I feel like this anime is to me, and it's weird uh, to say this, but I genuinely feel this way. It reminds me of Gintama. In terms of like oh, how I... it started, like it. Oh, like, okay. Because with Gintama, it started off really rough. But when mm-hmm. you get by those rough edges and then you start moving forward into the series, that's when it starts picking up. You just have to go through those rough paths first to then start getting into the good stuff. You know? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I feel with Dr. Stone. I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad this we, we had these kind of podcastings because honestly, had it not been for this, I would have just left this shit since episode three, in my opinion. Man. Uh, but I, I'm grateful we got the chance to continue discussing about it more here because... Um, I, I really do believe uh, that this was needed and that this was earned properly. Will they? Will it continue to go in that momentum? <clears throat> I cannot say for sure. That's only something that time will tell moving forward. But for now, I'm glad with what I got and I hope it continues to deliver even further. So if you guys want to give Dr. Yeah. a shot, just understand you're going to have to go through some rough parts first before you get to the good stuff that's all right and it's just five episodes so it's not like you have a lot to go through so take it at your own pace anyway yeah take it at your own pace and you know you you know it's forcing you to watch it immediately like all of them back to back to back just just know you just have to go through it first before you get to uh the, the the arc that really does genuinely change for the better and that's all I can say for Dr. Stone. Anything else you want to add to it, Evie? Or that's pretty much it? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it on my end. Nice. Well, I believe that's pretty much all we can cover in regards to this week. I feel like we, di- we tackled as much as we possibly can and finally got a chance to discuss about the shows that we've been neglecting for like the past couple <laughs> of weeks, man. Uh, the only um, one we're just missing this week was uh, the Dumbbell anime. But don't worry, we'll do our best to cover about it in uh, in next week's anime edition of the podcast if we schedule that perfectly fine. Yeah. And you know what? Um, so how much time do we have? Like nine minutes? Yeah. So I, I guess this is something we could talk about, talk about minorly. Um, so um, it has been confirmed uh, from the from the recent Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll Expo that... We're finally getting a season two and a season three of Shield Hero. Ah, my and God. I, yes. Yeah. And I'm honestly pretty excited about that because um, um, at first I wasn't really like that interested in Shield Hero to begin with until my friend uh, told me to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And right now it's, it, it has to sit at one of my favorite Isekai animes of all time. Oh, dude, I really... I'm so glad you're watching it. It's it's such a good show. Good cast of characters, good setting, good plot. Just just everything about it. It's so uh, definitely, good. man. And and um, you know, I um after the conclusion of the first season, um, you know, I was looking into you know what else does the manga cover. Now I didn't read the manga, but more like a a summary onto some of these different arcs, right? And I thought to myself, well. Well, you know, I, Chill Hero was a really great anime. I think Chill Hero really does have potential to expand beyond season one, right? And I'm actually pretty happy that we got the announcement of season one and, and two because I feel like there's a lot more that needs to be shown with this series, especially now that we got new, um, the new best girl uh, on the crew. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 
So uh, okay, I think I know what you're uh, talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited for these upcoming two seasons. Yeah, uh, Donnie, do not spoil anything right now. I'm actually reading the light novel for that, so I'm curious to see how that's actually gonna turn out. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious. Uh, here we go, Risha. Yeah, Risha, the, the the one who's gonna be in the penguin suit moving forward, I believe. Uh, she's gonna be fun. She's gonna be a lot of fun, man. You'll understand oh, moving man. forward why, but I will say right now, I'm a little concerned with something because I yeah. am ahead of you when it comes into the manga and the, the light novel stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I, the only thing I'm asking for is they fix the pacing issue for the next arc. That's all. That, that's all. It, they, there are some things they can tweak out and remove, but I, I genuinely believe of course. the next arc pacing wise that that needs to be adjusted, man. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I won't spoil anything in regards to it. When we get to season two, we'll, we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably talk about it more in length when that moment arrives. We'll probably even do like a, before the anime actually airs, we'll probably like have a session just talking about Shield Hero for the, the week before it happens. And then that'll be <sighs> a way to recap everything before season two. KG, you do realize that that the second season is probably going to be released on 2020, right? Yeah. Do you have any idea how much workload we have on our asses with with the anime that's going to be included on 2020 with the second season of Shield Hero? Oh, goddamn. I am concerned. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm concerned, but I'm grateful to join in on the ride. (laughs) I can't Uh, wait. wait. Uh, Listen, man, this year so far, this season anyway, I've gotten like 10 to 13 anime shows I'm watching this season. I I, I think I can handle it. Uh, Whether we're going to talk about all of them, though, is the big question, but I'm so far loving this season. If I can handle 13 episodes this season, I think next season I'll be perfectly fine. Uh, But we also need to figure out, like, what shows we need to watch for next season. Uh, when is the next season anyway supposed to start? The season anime? Um, I want to say about sep- mm, It should be either this month or uh, late. Actually, yeah, because um, um, well, a lot of the animes right now are on their 10th episode. 10th mm-hmm. episodes, right? So I'm guessing by the end of this month or the beginning of October for uh, some shows. Let me see. I would say... Probably, yeah, like around maybe like the 25th to the 30th, I think, might be when the next uh, season of anime happens. Because you know what I want to do, Evie? Um, two weeks from now, like maybe somewhere around the 16th to the 20th when we do our podcast, uh, mm-hmm. I want us to take a bit of a break and like do a a uh, what do we want to watch first uh, fall 2019 of uh, anime. Okay. Yeah, like we'll get a list of the shows that are out there. We'll see, we'll just give them a read, <laughs> and then from there we'll see if there are any fall shows we, that would be worth talking about for future podcasts, and that'll be a great way for us to kind of decide what we should go and give a look at for the new uh, season. Oh, okay, okay. Look, can, can I just can I can I just say one anime that I'm looking forward to for fall on uh for fall of this year? What? <laughs> and they just dropped their most. They just dropped their recent trailer with the latest, uh, with the hellless banger of, uh, with the latest banger of the opening. My Hero Academia CNC three. Holy shit! Am I looking forward to that? Do we need to do a recap of that? By the way, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> like okay, a, okay, look, like a recap discussion. I guess I should say uh, a, a recap discussion. Mm, I mean, it, are you're talking about the trailer? Uh, no, I mean for like seasons one to three before getting in, seasons one to yeah season one to three before getting into season four. <laughs> we'll probably need to have a separate podcast for that. Yeah, that's gonna be like its own full lengthy discussion because there's like three seasons worth of shit to talk about. 
Yeah. Uh, season four. Thank, thank you, Donnie. But oh man, uh, KJ, I'm not sure if you watched the trailer, but that opening is going to be a banger, dude. I'm more surprised at the fact that they referenced the first opening. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh my god, I I, I know what you're referring to. All right, so I think it's a perfect time for us to go wrap things up. Also, it's telling me that my stream is dead. Hold on a second. Did it die? Let me no. Just... Did it die? Ah, shoot! It did die, didn't it? Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you referring to? The stream or? Yeah, the stream. Did it die? I'm not being able to. Okay, there we go. There we go. I'm coming back now. Uh, All right. Sorry about that, you guys. Yeah, like, I'm getting some weird-ass glitchy stuff going on right now. Okay, there we go. All right, I, am I good now? I think I should be good now. Let me see. Oh, I did, yeah. All right. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't. know. Okay, there we go, there we go. I think we should probably wrap things up before the thing dies on me again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to do out of here now. Yeah, so thank you, everybody, for joining us here tonight. I hope you guys had a fantastic time. Once again, thank you so much to my boy, Alpha Evie, for joining us here. We're going to do the best that we can to cover as much as possible. Fall 2019 is looking hype. There is so much good things to come. Seasonal animes, returning animes, new animes. We will do our best to focus on a separate podcast session as we approach Fall 2019 to discuss shows in that season that we might be interested in tackling for the next uh, era of our you know anime podcast. So I hope you guys will look forward to it. There's so much to be excited for for anime if you are a big anime fan. Uh, and we'll do our best to do it. So thank you once again, Evie, for being here tonight. Hey, no problem. All right, and thank you everybody here in the chat. Viewers, all of you, thank you guys so much. We greatly appreciate it, and we can't wait to hear from more of you guys soon moving forward into fall 2019. It's going to be a hype season. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is KG Prestige. Thank you all so much for joining us here tonight, and we will be joining you guys later in whatever video we make. Take care, everybody, and as always, have an awesome day. Bye. Bye-bye.